Day 15, Psalm 15. Hello and welcome everybody to the Crosspoint Church Scripture Podcast. It's your host, Pastor Josiah. Enjoying walking from Psalm 1 to Psalm 40 together with all of our listeners. Um, if you're new to this, oh, I came in on the middle of a series. Should I duck out? No way. This was a good time to join in. You can, of course, go back to prior episodes and uh, catch up if you want. Or if that's not really your thing, then uh, just start in here. It's a good place to start. And uh, just know that we're going to go to Psalm 40 on this particular series, which is a new thing for the Scripture Podcast here. We don't normally do big old series, but uh, we decided as a church to make this a part of our 40 days till Easter. And if you're part of Crosspoint, I'm glad you're here. If not, I'm glad you found us. Uh, stay in there, and we'll we'll uh, walk with Jesus together. But uh, right now, today, you find us on Psalm 15. This is a 15th day of our journey. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the psalm, and then we're just going to do a little bit of reflection on it, okay? So Psalm 15, reading from the ESV, says, O Lord, who shall sojourn in your tent? Who shall dwell on your holy hill? He who walks blamelessly and does what is right and speaks truth in his heart, who does not slander with his tongue and does no evil to his neighbor, nor takes up a reproach against his friend, in whose eyes a vile person is despised, but who honors those who fear the Lord, who swears to his own hurt and does not change, who does not put out his money at interest and does not take a bribe against the innocent. He who does these things shall never be moved. Um, Our church has a contemporary-ish, it was built in the 80s, but we've updated it since then, um, sanctuary. And so it's got kind of a modern look. I don't know if you guys have ever been to a large old church sanctuary or to like a cathedral. Um, I have, and I love, man, I love the looks of those buildings. I try not to be jealous, but there's just something majestic and... I don't want to use the word holy because that's just about God, but I don't know. There's something about cathedrals that just put a little bit of awe into me, a little bit of reverence just by being in the building, which if I understand right, that was the idea behind building those cathedrals and sanctuaries that way. And what's interesting is um, the way that voices sound in a cathedral, echoing off the stone walls and there's just something, I don't know, there's something big about it. So I don't know that I would trade. I can fight a little bit of jealousy when I'm in those type of buildings and things, but I don't know that I would trade. I'm sure I wouldn't want to see the uh, heat and air conditioning bills for a non-insulated stone room and all that kind of stuff. But uh, one thing, the atmosphere that's in there is just a little bit different and something that you'll often find in a cathedral or a big old sanctuary like that will be inscribed somewhere in big bold letters, holiness to the Lord, holiness to the Lord. Uh, can that rub off on us just because we were in a building that says it? No, I don't really think it works that way. But for God's people in the Old Testament, the place of worship was Mount Zion. Uh, if I've only seen pictures of it. Maybe you've been there. Uh, It's not really much of a mountain, but it's more like a hill. Uh, Yet the ascent to the place of worship reminded David, who wrote this particular psalm, and God's people that God was and is above all things. He's a loving and merciful God, but he isn't to be trifled with. How we approach him is no inconsequential matter. He is himself holy. As David contemplates worship, he's reminded of this. Who shall dwell 
on your holy hill, says verse 1 of our psalms. It's a question he attempts to answer in the rest of the psalm. The theme is integrity, which means wholeness or completeness, like a book with all its pages or a whole loaf of bread. No part is left out. When you read this psalm, you may feel a certain reluctance. I mean, who's completely honest and whole? Who can say they never cheat? Can anyone dwell in God's presence? While you and I as followers of Jesus fall short of this holiness, it should still be our heart's cry, something we desire. God, when I come before you, help me to bring all of me. Nothing is left out, nothing hidden. Isn't this what the psalmist is calling for? Isn't this what God is looking for? As C.S. Lewis writes, May it be the real I who speaks. May it be the real thou that I speak to. I believe this is the kind of integrity God is looking for. No posing, no posturing, nothing hidden. Just me before a holy God. This is the worshiper God accepts. And so how do we respond to this call to holiness um, from Psalm 15? There's, I'm sure, a variety of ways, but perhaps a good place to begin in prayer is right here. Lord, as I consider your holiness, I know all the ways I fall short. Lord, you already know. Nevertheless, here I am, just as I am. Beloved, continue in the light of this. Then thank God for the way that he has been made into the holy presence of God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. He makes you worthy to enter. And I just hope and pray that uh, your prayers will take you from there uh, where God wants you to be. Uh, This is a great psalm, and it's supposed to lift us up and inspire us, not uh, condemn us or make us just realize our flaws. I think we realize that already. All right, guys, it's so good to be with you, and I will see you tomorrow.